Every so often during this pandemic, an expert or an advocacy group calls on government for something. And I blink and realize that the measure they are calling for is so blindingly obvious that I simply assumed it already existed. Which brings us to paid sick days. Data continues to reveal that COVID-19 is often spread in workplaces. You would perhaps assume that these workplaces, realizing that, might prefer sick employees to stay home, even if that meant paying them not to spread the virus to their colleagues and to customers. But that doesn't always happen, and there are any number of reasons why. One of those reasons, though, is simple. That costs money, some employers don't have it, and there is no law requiring them to offer paid sick days. In ordinary times, this would be a policy debate, and it has been in the past, and there would be people on both sides making good faith arguments. And in ordinary times, I would cover this story that way. But 10 months into a pandemic that has at least another six months to go, with cases rising almost everywhere in the country, it's not a policy debate right now. So why are Canadians still being forced to work while they're sick? What needs to happen to protect them? And yes, their coworkers and customers. And what can we learn from this right now that might inform the debate when hopefully this is all over one day? I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is The Big Story. Stephanie Morota is a reporter and an investigative journalist with The Globe and Mail. Hello, Stephanie. Hi. This is going to be a really dumb question to start with, but can you just uh, define for the purposes of this conversation what a paid sick day actually is? <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a dumb question at all because for those who work full-time corporate jobs with good benefits who are able to work from home, paid sick days are often taken for granted. If you have a cough or a sore throat, you can just work from home in your sweats with a box of Kleenex and tea by your side. But for many people in contract or who work jobs that can't be done from home, what do you do when you feel that tickle in your throat? Um, if your employer doesn't pay you to take time off when you're sick, you can't forego a shift or a day of work just to stay home because that cough might be COVID. So having sick leave that provides you with paid time off from work to stay home for health reasons without losing pay is a, a pretty important thing to have access to, especially during a pandemic. Yeah, you would, uh, you would think so. Do we have any data on uh, what percentage of Canadian workers do have that? It's, it's quite staggering how many people don't have paid sick days in Canada. Uh, a recent report from Canada's chief public health officer, Dr. Teresa Tam, found that more than half of workers in Canada don't have access to paid sick leave. And access gets worse as you move further down the pay scale. So people with low wage jobs and precarious employment are the least likely to have paid sick days. And those are the people who can't afford to have a reduced paycheck because they couldn't go into work. So when you're trying to decide between taking extra precautions to curb spread and paying your rent, it's a near impossible choice to make. I'm just going to ask because I'm I'm assuming this is true that those jobs uh, well down the salary chain, um, especially you know gig employment and, and hourly employment, 
they tend to be uh, customer-facing, right? These are the folks who are handling groceries, who are delivering things, um, who are coming into contact uh, with a lot of people. You know, it's it's both customer-facing and people preparing the goods that will eventually reach customers. So on one end, it's, it's grocery stores and retailers, people who actually need to be on site to get those goods into customers' hands. But it's also the people that you don't see in manufacturing and warehouses and transportation, uh, you know, the people who are actually building the materials that you're buying, who are processing the food that you're going to put on your kitchen table. Um, so it's very much the people who are handling the things that you need on a daily basis. So as we try to figure out um, who's responsible for this, uh, where these days could come from, and, and how it might work if it were to be implemented everywhere, I figured we would start at the top um, and go down. So are there any uh, federal government Canada-wide rules governing paid sick days? Well, for the most part, paid sick days largely fall under provincial jurisdiction. But the federal government mandates that federally regulated industries provide at least five paid personal days each year. So that includes banks, telecommunication providers, railway and air transportation companies, and a few other industries. But if you're not in one of those industries, it's really up to the province that you live in. What about the federal program that exists right now? Uh, And this is a pandemic-only program, I gather. Yes, this is specifically for the pandemic. And the federal government introduced the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit, it's called, in in September. It provides $500 a week for up to two weeks for workers who need to take time off because of COVID. But it's had its criticisms. Critics say that the benefit falls short for a few pretty significant reasons. So for one, the federal program pays less than what a worker would receive at minimum wage in most provinces. So you'd be losing money even with the benefit. Mm -hmm. Also, workers aren't eligible for the benefit unless they lose more than half of their hours in a week. So they wouldn't qualify if they only needed to stay home for a day or two if they're showing symptoms and are waiting for test results. So what about the provinces then? Um, First of all, I guess, how widely uh, do the policies vary? And second of all, how, uh, if at all, have they changed uh, during COVID? Well, they they don't vary much. And that's mostly because most provinces do not mandate that employers provide any sick days at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Only Quebec and, and Prince Edward Island offer a few paid sick days under certain circumstances. And the interesting thing is that Ontario previously mandated two paid sick days a year, but Premier Doug Ford's government replaced the benefit in early 2019 with three unpaid days. So then earlier in the pandemic, the province extended the policy to an unspecified number of unpaid days to allow workers to isolate without fear of losing their jobs but they would still lose pay if they were to stay home. So it's it's really a patchwork and you're very much at the mercy of where you live or what industry you're in or what policies your government has set. I'm going to ask another um, pointed, maybe on purpose question, but uh, if we're talking about people who are on the lower rung of the salary scale, what good are unpaid sick days? They can't afford to take them, right? Exactly. So if you're already on the lower salary scale, if you're already making minimum wage or, you know, the average salary or below, to lose even one day of pay and have that docked from your paycheck, that's the difference between you being able to pay your rent or being able to put dinner on the table. And in a pandemic when you don't know right away if you have COVID, 
like said, it might start as a cough or maybe you've been exposed and you're waiting for test results to come in. You know, sometimes test results can take anywhere from two days to a week, depending on how overwhelmed the system is. Um, you could be sitting around at home for a while waiting to see if you could potentially spread the virus to your coworkers and to your broader community. So it's it's a rough spot to be in when on one end you're looking at it and you're going, I want to do the right thing for my coworkers and not go in if I have a cough. But if I don't go in for a, a day or two or a week, what does that mean for my family? So Ontario uh, has upped its number of unpaid sick days. Um, have any other provinces begun new measures since the pandemic began? The other provinces have not mandated any new sick paid days yet. And that's largely because they're pointing at the federal benefit that the, the Canadian government introduced. Um, even when asked about some of the shortcomings of the program, provinces say that they're voicing these concerns to Ottawa and that they are helping support workers in other ways outside of paid sick days. But really across the board, none of the other provinces have moved on mandating paid sick days. They've done things like extend the number of uh, of job protected days where you can take sick days without pay and, and you won't have the fear of losing your job. But in terms of allowing workers to continue to get a steady stream of pay during the pandemic, that hasn't been at the table. Last week, um, I think in Ontario, as the number of cases was really climbing, um, there was a real push from some places, including public health, to get the Ontario government to add paid sick days. Can you kind of explain what they were asking for and, and what happened and why it didn't go through? That outcry has been happening for months now, and, and it's only getting louder in this province. Since the second wave hit, mayors, public health officials, labor advocates, they've been shouting from the rooftops that workplaces are a key driver of spread. Um, the mayors in Greater Toronto and Hamilton have repeatedly called on the province to provide paid sick days. Since the fall, Peel's public health officer has been speaking to this issue on a weekly basis at the Mississauga and Brampton COVID updates. And those cities make up the largest manufacturing and distribution hub in the country. And last week, Toronto's chief medical officer called on the province to provide paid sick days. So this has been a debate that has been raging since this pandemic started. So when Premier Ford started alluding recently to worsening case numbers and the toughest restrictions the province has seen yet, people expected that to include protections for workers. They expected paid sick days to be part of that. But in instead, the province said that those hard hit places would remain open under the state of emergency. It also said that the province would increase inspections and provide 300,000 rapid tests to workplaces to help them curb spread. But the province has been increasing inspections for months and 300,000 rapid tests won't really cover the 1.6 million workers in manufacturing warehouses and transportation in the province. So people are feeling frustrated and like they're being left to fend for themselves. And that includes the doctors and nurses that see these people end up in their hospitals. The same outcry that we're seeing in Ontario has been happening in other provinces as well. Uh, and since the spring, labor advocates in British Columbia have been circulating petitions and urging the province to provide paid sick days. And in Alberta, the opposition NDP party and the Alberta Labor Federation called on the province to do the same in November. But when you ask about the shortcomings of the federal program and whether there are plans to mandate sick pay in those provinces, they're pretty much trying the same line as Ontario and saying that it's really up to the federal government to adjust its benefit program if it's not meeting the requirements of these workers. You kind of alluded to this uh, a minute ago, but I'm wondering if you can can dive a little bit deeper. Do we have any 
any data or facts on uh, how much workplaces are driving spread right now and what the scale of that is? It's an interesting question because ultimately we're not told very much about how the virus spreads through workplaces. The data is general and if provided at all, uh, public health units in Ontario largely refuse to disclose the names of businesses with workplace outbreaks. We're told the outbreaks in long-term care homes and schools, but not businesses. Hmm. But from the limited data that we do have and that's been made available on contact tracing and outbreaks, it would seem that a fair few people are going into work with symptoms and that it is a key driver of spread right now. In Ontario, workplaces are the second largest source of outbreaks, making up nearly 25% of all active outbreaks. And in Quebec, workplaces are the number one source, making up 55% of all completed outbreaks. And a lot of that is in workplaces that, as we've discussed, depend on contract workers and where the public has little visibility, such as manufacturing and warehousing. I'm going to leave the governments uh, off to the side for a second, though I'm sure um, I'm sure I could rail on them and ask questions for a while. Uh, but from the business side of this, um, what do we know about why businesses aren't doing this anyway? Do we have any breakdown of like the economic impact of it? Because I imagine that's a choice they've got to be making right now, right? You know, it's it's an interesting thing to speak to businesses right now because there's quite the debate raging about this even amongst business owners. So I've spoken with a few small businesses who already provided paid sick days even before the pandemic and have since increased the number of days their employees have access to. And they say that providing benefits like this saves them money in the long run. They have higher talent retention because their staff feels appreciated, so they're spending less money on training new employees. And training is is one of the biggest costs of any business. I, I spoke with a bakery owner in Ottawa, and she said that it takes eight to 12 months to get a bakery uh, or to get a full-time baker operating at full speed. And that's a lot of time spent and money spent on training and turning out less product as a result. And during the pandemic, they don't have to worry about having to shut down because an employee has come into work sick because the employee has paid sick days. So while it costs money to provide paid sick days up front, it saves money and boosts productivity in other areas. What about the other side of that? I imagine uh, companies that that operate, you know, manufacturing plants at scale um, have a much different equation to work with. You know, it's been interesting to see some of the larger companies speak up on this. We have seen some uh, of the larger businesses step in and provide paid sick days. And there was a report in the fall from Corporate Nights that said that um, the number uh, of companies in Canada that started to provide paid sick days during the pandemic increased by 15%. But that is largely from some of the the bigger businesses. So, for example, Amazon, um, Home Depot, and Longo's grocery chains all provided roughly two weeks of paid sick days for their workers. But ultimately, that doesn't cover all of the other workers in the businesses that aren't household names. So there's still quite a few people who don't have access. And as to why some of these larger businesses uh, won't provide paid sick days, it's very similar to those of small businesses, medium-sized businesses, that during a pandemic when margins are thinner than they've been in a very long time, um, it, they just can't sustain the cost of providing a benefit like that. In general, maybe not even specifically during the pandemic, where does the resistance to the idea of mandated paid sick days comes from? Is this, uh, is this a business lobby, a corporate thing, or is this just you know a, a line the government doesn't want to cross? Mm. One business owner put it to me this way. 
For every business that supports paid sick days and wage increases, the businesses and organizations opposed to those things are twice as loud. So a few years ago, business groups such as the Ontario Chamber of Commerce and the Retail uh, Council of Canada supported Ontario's decision to scrap labor reforms. And those reforms included increased minimum wage and paid sick days. Um, and those groups warned that it would be too costly for businesses to cover all at once. But in December, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce supported a paid sick leave program that was proposed by the NDP. And the bill called for seven paid sick days and an additional 14 days during an infectious disease emergency. Um, but the chamber's support was contingent on the province footing the bill for that instead of businesses. So ultimately, business groups say that businesses just can't shoulder the cost of the province manda mandating them to provide paid sick days. Do you get a sense um, that given where we are now in the middle of a pretty tough winter, um, that things may still change if cases continue to worsen and, and workplace outbreaks in particular continue to be reported? Or is this one of those things that we've been at this for a while and if, if the governments were going to do it, they would have done it by now? Well, we are pushing almost a year into this pandemic and we still haven't seen uh, paid sick days come up onto the table in the provinces. But at this point, it would seem that the provinces are biding their time for the vaccine. But the problem with that is that there's no timeline for workers in hard hit industries. You know, people who work in manufacturing, warehousing, transportation, you know, all these places where you need to be on site to do your job, they're probably not getting the vaccine until the general population does. And that's not until the summer or later. But the issue with the lack of business supports for these workers and for the lack of timeline on things that could save lives and help curb spread like the vaccine, the thing that people need to remember is that these workers keep our homes afloat. You know, when you get groceries delivered or you receive a new vanity for your bathroom reno, it was one of those workers who made that happen. They're front line and they're putting themselves and their families and their communities at risk because they don't have much choice but to go to work when they're sick. Uh, and it's causing the virus to spread like rapid fire in those workplaces and in those communities. Last question, and this is one uh, that I found myself asking uh, on a number of issues during this pandemic. Is this the kind of thing that might force a reckoning when this is all over with how we support workers? Or is this something that businesses and government officials are ready to leave on the back burner as soon as they can? I think that's the, the question of this entire pandemic is what does the world look like when this is done? And on this one with worker supports, I could see it going both ways. Um, on one end, this pandemic has really highlighted how disenfranchised so many workers in Canada are. And remember, this isn't a small portion of, of the people who live and work around you. It's more than half of Canadians don't have these benefits that, that keep them safe. And that's not just during the important during the pandemic. That's important anytime. Think of, you know, when flu season comes around. Uh, if a worker is able to stay home and keep themselves safe from the flu, that helps prevent the spread of just sicknesses that, you know, halt people's daily lives on a regular basis, even outside of an infectious disease emergency. Um, so on one end, it, it's highlighted the needs for these types of supports. But on the other end, we're also going to come out of this pandemic dealing with an absolutely devastated economy. And a lot of businesses are going to be saying that we were having a tough time before this. So imagine the tough time that we're having now that we've faced lockdown after lockdown. Um, and at this point, you know, we really can't shoulder this extra cost. So how do you balance those two things? Well, the, the provinces and the government are, are trying to balance them right now, and we're not really seeing much of a response. So what that response looks like after the pandemic, 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how they suss it out. We will check back with you then and uh, see if anybody still cares about this issue, unfortunately. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Stephanie Marotta of The Globe and Mail. That was The Big Story. For more from us, head to thebigstorypodcast.ca. Find us on Twitter at TheBigStoryFPN. Email us at TheBigStoryPodcast, all one word, all lowercase, at rci.rogers.com. And find us and rate us and review us and listen to us and subscribe to us and all that good stuff. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, doesn't matter. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. We'll talk Monday.